Welcome to the Careers Cast, where we feature everyday working professionals and entrepreneurs to discuss how their career paths intersect with their innate purpose and passions in the world. Try on a profession for size. It may just be the fit you were looking for. And now, here's your host, Peyton Thompson. Awesome. So for today's episode, we are going to talk about um, owning your own clothing brand and specifically within the niche of swimsuits. We have joined here today Veronica Julia, who is a co-founder of a New Orleans-based swimsuit brand um, called Noah the Collective. So Veronica, welcome to the show. (laughs) I'm like cueing the audience cheer. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for having me, though. I'm so excited um, just to chat with you today. It is so great to have you here, and especially just from all the work that we've done and been talking about over the last couple of months. But for the audience to get to know you a little bit better, um, I'd love to just open it up with some background about yourself and what inspired you uh, to pursue building a swimsuit brand from scratch. Yeah, so... It's so funny. I feel like whenever I was younger, and I know this is something that you talk about a lot, just, you know, like what I wish I would have known whenever I was younger. And I think for me, I always had this like really like clear idea that I never wanted to do the same thing. Like I wanted to like have a bunch of different jobs. And that was something that my dad did. Like he was always like kind of getting his his hands like into like some other project. And, you know, he did like architecture and like restoration, but he also did like investment banking, you know, so like two very like polar opposite things. So whenever people would ask me what I wanted to be, I would just like pause. And I honestly didn't know, like I never had like a clear answer. And I think it was because I knew that I wanted to have like this like multitude of different like achievements and things that I was interested in. And, you know, I think that's what's so cool is that we can be so passionate about so many different things. And I think entrepreneurship is a perfect way to kind of explore all those different passions. So I guess that's like, from the get-go, like my whole, you know, I guess, reason I wanted to go into entrepreneurship. But um, I started my swimwear line in November of last year. And I've been a content creator for I don't even know how long now. Um, I started in college working for an app called Like to Know It. And I just started posting like my outfits and things like that. So I've always had this sense for just styling. And I always had like a really deep appreciation for the fashion industry in general. My aunt was um, a writer for Women's Wear Daily in New York while I was growing up. So I've always looked to her as like a big source of inspiration. And I've just always been like super girly when it comes to fashion. <laughs> like I love, love, love fashion and just clothing and styling and putting things together. And I think um, whenever I started in the content creation space, I was really, really focused on fashion and it kind of segued into like food and like lifestyle and things that I was interested in. And I feel like I kind of got back into like the whole fashion realm um, whenever I started working for a startup fashion line that was previewing at New York Fashion Week. And this was while I was in grad school. I was getting my MBA and it was post undergrad. I had no idea what I wanted to do still. So I decided to go get my MBA, which, you know, I definitely recommend to anyone who has the resources to do. I think it was an incredible program that I did. And it definitely opened a lot of doors for me and introduced me to a lot of really cool people. But I started working for a classmate of mine who was launching his own streetwear brand. And I just had the best like networking and connections at these events. So it wasn't until a year later, this was during COVID, that I reconnected with two childhood friends. And we 
all went to elementary school together. We grew up on the same street, basically. We were in the same neighborhood in New Orleans. And um, we were all Hurricane Katrina evacuees. So in 2005, we had to relocate. And we ended up at the same school um, during our evacuation journey, which is so crazy. And we didn't have like cell phones back then. So nobody really knew like where you were going. Like you kind of just like showed up at like a random city and, (laughs) you know, a new school. So that was crazy, but we actually just all kind of dispersed after that. Some people went back to New Orleans. Some people stayed to where they evacuated. So me, Ben, and Carter, my co-founders, we were kind of like out of touch for a really long time. I don't think I had spoken to Carter in like 15 years, which is so crazy. But we were all working in the fashion industry separately in 2019. So Ben had started his own slipper company and then Carter was modeling. So they came to me in 2020 with like this incredible idea to start this animal print based clothing line that gave back to animal conservation. So the more we got talking, these were like (laughs) zoom meetings during COVID and we definitely had some you know, creative ideas up our sleeve just because like a lot of people during COVID, we, people found a lot of ways to be innovative and come up with new business ideas, which I loved. Um, but we wanted to make it more a part like of our story in a sense. So obviously we had all been these, her- her- oh my gosh, <laughs> obviously we had <laughs> all been Hurricane Katrina evacuees, and we wanted to find a way to give back to the New Orleans community. So instead of just focusing solely on animal conservation, we wanted to kind of benefit just different environmental nonprofits and charities and just raise awareness about, you know, endangered species and just about nature in general and giving back and just really benefiting Um, some really awesome organizations. So now what we're doing is we give back to animal conservation and natural disaster relief. So we've gotten to partner with some really, really awesome local organizations in New Orleans. So yeah, that's kind of just the basis (laughs) of everything. I know that was a mouthful, but um, you know, there's so much to this story. I love that. And it was a lot of actually what I was going to hit. So I think that that was perfect opening just to, I mean, giving us all of the context behind the brand. So thank you for doing that. You did say a couple of things that I wrote down that I wanted to just call out really quick. One of them being that you didn't know what you wanted to do growing up. And man, that is a theme that I am getting over and over and over again. I'm doing these polls on my Instagram as of right now. And I swear that answer is coming in over and over again. And I think that's something that we, you know, typically think is not the norm that you like need to know what you want to do when you grow up. But then that kind of, I think, almost, you know, caps what you allow yourself to do. Like point two that you had made, the timing that your two co-partners came together on this brand and collectively all of you three launched this together. Like God's timing is so funny in that. But not knowing what you want to do in your life, like this opportunity might not have come up if you were like really set on only doing one thing. And now you've expanded into this whole space and done so well. And it's just growing and it's awesome to see that. So, you know, I think that's really cool. But you wearing many hats being an entrepreneur, might I say you wear them very well. So thank you. Really quick. Well, I mean, you do, but (laughs) um, I think just a couple more notes on the brand really quick. Can you tell us a little bit more about the meaning behind the name, what it stands for, and then um, what inspires the designs? Yeah, so... I actually like always find myself like over explaining like what we do because there's so many different components of it because we really wanted to think about every single detail. Like when it came to the branding, when it came to the messaging, when it came to what we're actually putting on the swimsuits and who we're partnering with. And I get so excited. So I just like anytime I meet anybody and I tell them that I own a swimwear line, like I am just going, you know, off the wall (laughs) about it all. But We actually were struggling so hard for the longest time on what to come up with for the name. And it's really crazy because that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs actually struggle with because 
we have to go through the USPTO and make sure that nothing is trademarked. So with the clothing industry, <laughs> that can be like particularly like very difficult because there's so many clothing brands now. So for months, we like kept going back and forth and then looking at the USPTO and seeing that all these things were already trademarked. And it was just such a process. But one day, my co-founder Carter was like, so like, what about like NOA, like nature's own art? And we were all cracking up. We were like, if that is like not trademarked, then like this has been the funniest experience because it's so simple, but like so effective. So NOAA stands for nature's own art. But after we thought more about it, we were like, this is such a cool name because, um, you know, Noah's Ark and, you know, NOLA, New Orleans, like it kind of is like a play on words for all of those things. And it really is just an expression of nature and like the art that it provides to us. And, um, you know, it really is so beautiful. And it's something that we really wanted to encapture into our clothing. Yeah, I love that. I feel that pain uh, from the trademark process. I think it probably scares some people out of business. But if you can get over that hump, you can get over anything. So I think that's great. Well, and really quick, too, you had mentioned that part of this has benefited of philanthropy within New Orleans as well. Can you just expand a little bit more on that? Sure. So every collection, we actually partner with a different nonprofit or organization. So for our first collection, we actually had some issues with production because of Hurricane Ida in New Orleans. We actually manufacture Mm -hmm. all of our pieces out of New Orleans. So we're made in America and we actually go through a minority and women-owned business in New Orleans, which is super cool. Um, But unfortunately, after Hurricane Ida, a lot of people lost electricity. So our production was like halted and it definitely didn't launch when we wanted it to. But we definitely like found a way to benefit the community through all of this like hardship. And um, there was so much going on there at the time. So like this seemed almost insignificant in a sense. So we wanted to kind of just be a source of like hope and resiliency for New Orleans. So what we ended up doing was we partnered with the Take Pause Rescue and helped um, fund their foster program after Hurricane Ida, where they were helping like displaced pets find their forever homes. And that's something that's really common with hurricanes and tropical storms is there's a lot of displaced animals and animals left behind that, you know, definitely need homes. And it was a really, really awesome organization to start with because um, if you're from Louisiana, you know that they literally like have the cutest rescues and they're always posting on their Instagram, all these like adorable pets. So it was just a really, really fun collaboration. And we were just really excited to work with them. But for our upcoming launch, we actually have a really, really exciting just collection in general, but also a really awesome nonprofit partner. So it's another person that is actually from our past. Her name is Fran Troutman, and she started Glass Half Full with her boyfriend, Max. And this was like a project they started in college, and it was because there was no glass recycling in Louisiana. So they actually created the first glass recycling facility in Louisiana, and it's called Glass Half Full. And Fran actually went to the school that we evacuated to um, after Hurricane Katrina. (laughs) So it's so crazy to see all these worlds colliding and people just like doing really, really well and like just, you know, making a difference. And they actually recycle glass into sand to restore the Gulf Coast because Louisiana actually loses a football field every hour to coastal erosion, which is so insane. And not a lot of people know that. Like people that I've talked to outside of Louisiana are like, are you serious? Like that is actually insane. And it is. And it's really awesome to see an organization that's wanting to combat that. So we really, really wanted to partner with them. That was actually like one of the first conversations we had whenever we were like launching the business was, wow, it would be so cool to like partner with them in the future. So the fact that it's coming to fruition is so cool. So we're actually going to, I haven't really told a lot of people this, but Ooh, VIP sync beat. Yeah, it's, yes. <laughs> we're actually going to incorporate um, recycled glass beads from their facility onto our pieces. So again, like going back to, we wanted to really incorporate every detail into this line. Like up until recently, I like kind of like looked more into like what we've done, and I'm like, I really do 
feel like it almost is like an art. And I feel like with fashion, you can get so creative. And I'm just really happy that we have this line that not only like gives back to like organizations, but it's just like a source of information. And I feel like with a lot of clothing brands, it's important to wear a story. And, you know, with fast fashion and things like that, it can be hard to kind of feel attached to what you're wearing and make it like a forever piece. But that's kind of what our whole mission is, is we want people to feel empowered when they wear our stuff. We want them to, you know, feel like they made a difference and they contributed to their communities. And we just want them to like feel alive and confident and like have something that they can have forever. And like, you know, look at it and like, or if somebody compliments them on it, be able to like kind of give them some backstory and like, you know, what we do and like what our mission is. So I'm just really, really grateful to partner with some awesome organizations so that we can even just, you know, make this even bigger than what it is. So I'm excited. Well, okay. Everything that you said, I think is just super valuable, but also just really inspiring. And I think, you know, this is something that I was going to ask you about, you know, for other people who want to give back to their hometown and Nola being very close to my heart too. um, I love that you are just giving back to the city in all of these really unique ways. And then also, you know, really cool that you're incorporating even some of that into your pieces too, which I think is awesome. I actually have an idea that I'll maybe give to you after. Um, I don't know if this would be something you could even put on your swimsuits, but it's another local company that's doing, um, that's helping with the coastal erosion. And essentially they're doing um, oyster reefs that they're building on the coast too, which is kind of cool. But we'll talk about that later. Yes, yes. Give me all Um, the beats. Always looking to partner with, you know, people that are just doing awesome things. Yeah, yeah. Well, while we're talking about it, anybody who is interested in giving back to their hometown in some way with their passion, I guess, is there any kind of like thoughts or like advice or like any even just like from your experience having done this that you want to kind of leave with the audience here for that? Yeah, it's so funny. I was talking to my mom about this the other day and we're actually launching our next collection at DC Swim Week. I think it's so incredible because there's so many small designers that are previewing and like just launching their collections at this show. And it is a smaller production. They actually um, own Miami Swim Week as well. So this is kind of just like a way for us to experience the runway and just really like network and connect with other designers and people that are interested in the brand. And um, I was like talking to my mom and I was like, Mom, like, I never, like, thought I would be doing this. Like, it's so crazy how things turn out sometimes. Like, whenever I, like, look back on my younger self, like, if I were to, like, tell myself then, like, hey, Veronica, you're going to start a sustainable swimwear company with Carter and Ben from elementary school. And you're actually going to benefit the community of New Orleans and work with local organizations and um, really contribute to, like, just – environmental efforts I would have been like what like (laughs) like that is so crazy and I think it's just so cool how the world works sometimes like things can just fall into your lap and it's just like a blessing in disguise like it's honestly like a dream that I get to do this and I never expected to have a business that gave back to the New Orleans community in such a like unique way And I think after being a Hurricane Katrina evacuee and, you know, my father lived in New Orleans after Katrina. So I was like constantly going back and forth from Lafayette, Louisiana to New Orleans, Louisiana. And I always had like such a special place in my heart for New Orleans. It's like I almost like subconsciously like knew that like I would have like something that like tied me there and that really like made me feel like more connected to the community in general. And I think that's what it is. It's like finding a way to like connect to your community. And I'm like really big on connecting and making connections and just, you know, really like resonating with other people. And I think the more and more I talk to people that are based in New Orleans and hear about our swim line, like they just like really want to support it. And I think that's really cool. I've always been told this by like 
just multiple marketing professors that if you want to start a business, it's so important to like go local and then you can go global. And I think it all starts with your community. And if you're like thinking of business ideas or, you know, you have all these like innovations that, you know, you really want to present to the world, start with your community first. And, you know, good things come with time. And, you know, if you have like a supportive system, which usually starts with, you know, your home base and your community, um, you can make something really, really beautiful and grow it into something really great. And I think that's like just the biggest advice of it all is just to like not overlook your community. Like no matter where you are in the world, no matter what you're doing, like always look to the people that have supported you and have been there and use that as like your source of energy and guidance. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I think that it's so important to give back to the people, the community, the schools that built you um, and make it grow even into something, you know, better than it was before, essentially entering it and then leaving it better than it was before. I think that that's awesome. So, okay, really quick, we're going to pivot. I want to talk about, because this is a really big part of your operations and manufacturing distribution. And so whenever I think of that with you, I think of like, I don't know why I have this like image in my head of like, Sarah Blakely, like going in with the suppliers, the manufacturers, and she was like perfecting Spanx. Like, but I don't know if that was like the case for you. But just for anybody who is like interested in the space of like designing apparel and especially just like with the complexities of like sizing, et cetera, I'd love to just, you know, hit on how you configured that system with your partners in New Orleans. Of course. Yeah. And I think a lot of people gatekeep like manufacturing and like sourcing and things like that. And I'm like not the person to do that just because I think it's like so important to talk about because otherwise, like, how are people going to like start their own ventures? And, you know, I like to be a mentor for people and, you know, inspire them to start businesses of their own. And I think that's like the hardest thing for people to do is actually like, you know, it's, easy to have like a really good idea, but it's really hard to execute it. So it was honestly like a really, really um, great thing that Ben did. Ben, our our co-founder, he is incredible at sourcing. And we found this, um, this fabric company based out of California that actually makes recycled hemp material. So whenever we say sustainable swimwear line, we really wanted every single element of it to be sustainable, like down to our packaging. So, we wanted to use this recycled hemp material and we actually um, collectively decide um, what prints we're going to be using for that drop or that collection. So for our launch with Glass Half Full, we wanted to do just marine print, which was kind of just a homage to like, you know, the coast and things like that. We definitely got a little creative, but we actually create like our own prints and then we have our fabric printed on. So we use Pinecrest Fabrics. They're like an incredible sourcing company um, and they have awesome sustainable materials. And I will like 100% like always just refer them and review and talk about them because I think what they're doing is great and it's definitely helping the fashion industry as a whole. Um, But when it comes to manufacturing and finding a manufacturer, I think a lot of people will be quick to think of like the fastest, cheapest way. And I think now our whole perspective on fashion is changing and especially like down to the sourcing and the way it's made. People are more consumed with that. Consumers are more concerned with what they're buying, where it's coming from. And to do your part, it's important to kind of like uphold those standards. For me, we've had a lot of investors like reach out to us to like, start in South America and have really, really like low production costs, but like, you know, kind of sacrifice our integrity. And that's just like really not important to me. Like I think being a smaller company and just like growing based on our integrity is like important for me. So I think my biggest advice is find a fabric sourcer, find a manufacturer that has really good like ethical values and you can do your own research on Google. Um, I'm always, you know, 
I always recruit Google University. <laughs> and <laughs> we ended up finding our manufacturer through Google, just doing research and finding manufacturers in the Louisiana region. And there's not many of them. So that um, was a little like quick and easy for us to find like the perfect match. So they've been just like a huge like just component of our entire production process. But I actually sketch out the designs on my iPad before we go into like the whole like production process. So that's been super fun just to like get creative with and like see what we can come up with. And digital art and like all of that has just expanded so much like metaverse and it's like now expanding into fashion, which is just so crazy. Like they're going to have like (laughs) metaverse fashion runway shows and things like that. So, um, my gosh. Yeah. Like I definitely like recommend, like if you're interested in like starting your own like clothing line, like get creative on your iPad and just start sketching and, you know, come up with some like innovative looks. But, um, I do go into our manufacturer, like, whenever I'm in New Orleans, that's pretty much like where I camp out. And I was actually the fit model for our first collection. And it was because like, I really wanted to be like close to like what we were creating. And I wanted it to be perfect, quite honestly. So, you know, I would like look at every seam and like, if there was like lining that was like sticking out, like I would make sure to like say those things, like you need to speak up and like, tell your manufacturer like, okay, like let's make these adjustments because if you're producing like a piece that isn't in like top tier condition, um, you know, that's going to reflect on your brand and the quality of it. So it's important to like look for the little details and be like really microscopic about it. So that's like kind of my take on like the whole like production process, but it's super fun. And I, it's honestly like my favorite part is like building the collections. It's just like, it really like, it's hands-on, which I think is fun. And I, I really appreciate it. And I appreciate all the people that we work with and, you know, it's really been like a collective effort. And I think that's kind of like the reason why we are like Noah, the collective it's, you know, not just one person that's like spearheading all of this. There's like so many moving parts and people wearing like all these different hats. And, you know, as the co-founders, we all have like our different skill sets and we all use that in a really like powerful, like energetic way, which has been really awesome. Yeah. Well, okay. Love your answer. I feel like I could like expand on so many little points that you made there that are so powerful, but I'm going to like wrap it up in this. If your swimsuit line is not being sustainable and it's not supporting (laughs) local philanthropy, you might want to check your swimsuit line. But I think that that is just fantastic. And thank you for that. I guess my last question just on manufacturing would just be for how you plan demand, especially swimsuits being somewhat of like a seasonal um, apparel item, I guess, is that something that you work with to build build the bulk up front in orders up front? Or is that something like as orders come in, then they're kind of, I guess, built through that pipeline. So yeah. I'll pause there and see if you have like thoughts real quick on that. I have so many thoughts. And it's because we do things <laughs> in a really like unconventional way. So we actually haven't been launching like in the spring, like most swimwear brands. And I think that's because like our whole like methodology is that we want these pieces to be forever pieces. Like we're not like trying to play into like a particular trend. And, you know, it's been really fun launching when we do because people are like a little bit more excited about it because like whenever all these swimwear brands like launch their collections, it's like all at the same time. So we kind of are like, just like beating around the bush of like the whole like saturated market in a sense. But what we do is we actually don't do like made to order pieces. Like a lot of sustainable brands, we actually make limited edition pieces. So every piece that we make is like a once in a lifetime thing. So we don't like mass produce. We make very limited quantities of each piece. And then once we're sold out, we're sold out. Like we will not be making that piece again. And it's because we want it to be like this exclusive experience. And we want people to like feel like very like unique and like that they have like a really like individual, like custom piece that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily be able to find um, if you were just to like, go online on Google and, you know, type in like swimwear and, you know, just find like the biggest like department store you can find and like buy a swimsuit, you know, there's so many people that might, might have that. And, you know, this is kind of just a way for us to just keep things like a little VIP and also sustainable at the same time. And the thing with like 
exclusivity. Like it's honestly like fun, but we're really interested in just like being an exclusive brand as well with smaller brands that are kind of just like getting their foot in the door, um, especially with production costs. And because we're like trying to be very sustainable and like just hold up to our values, it can be hard to like produce a lot of different sizes. So that's something that we're really like trying to work towards is you know, making sure that we're like body inclusive and that we have sizes for everybody. And, you know, that we just have pieces that like make people feel confident. And, you know, I think that's something that a lot of people don't understand with small businesses, especially in the clothing industry, is that with sizing, that can kind of just come with time. And it really is like our main priority right now. So um, that's definitely something that, you know, I would like to shed light, shed light on because, um I feel like there's a lot of brands out there that, you know, aren't trying to proactively do that. So, yeah. (laughs) To allow everybody this opportunity. But as you said, kind of, you know, it's a really like special, special launch Mm. in the pieces that are in it. There's a lot of detail that goes into it. It is a growing pain for us, though. That's something that's been really like hard and like heavy on my heart is like not being able to produce like different sizes and, you know, making sure that we can like serve like the whole community. So that's something that we're definitely trying to proactively do at the moment. So stay tuned. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Well, I think after this conversation, I can't imagine that everybody's going to be like not hitting their fresh button, just like (laughs) trying to go for no at the collective items. I hope so. Yeah. Well, okay. Really quick. I'd like to pivot into your experience being a co-founder. So we talked a little bit about the business and some of the operations, but in terms of like what day-to-day looks like for an owner of a swimsuit brand for you and your partners, can you kind of just touch a little bit on that? Yeah. So our group text is like very like we are always like just tip tapping. <laughs> um, and it's because we're actually all based in different regions. So I'm in DC, which I'm really happy that we're actually launching for DC Swim Week because it kind of just like I'm introducing it to like the, my new community and it's kind of like our way of like starting local. And like now we're like kind of going global. So we'll see. So fingers crossed that everything goes well, but that's kind of where like our main attention is right now is just getting this like next collection off the ground and having a really awesome runway show while we're also promoting Glass Half Full's mission and, you know, all their different programs and just donating to like all of the amazing projects that they're doing. So uh, we're, there's just a lot of like conversing. So whether it's like with the manufacturer or with Fran and her team at Glass Half Full with photographers, videographers, models, like just like planning our runway set. So right now that's like what the day-to-day is. Uh, but usually it can definitely like interchange and be very different based on the day and, you know, what we currently have going on. But it's been really exciting, like planning this like first runway show because this is something we've never done before. And we want it to be good. Like we want it to be like something that people are like not able to look away from. And I feel like that's, you know, it's kind of just getting our foot in the door in a whole different way. Yeah. Well, it sounds like too, every day is like somewhat intentional for these like launches that are coming out around different pieces and lines that you're building. So focusing on really making it like as optimal as it can be within the experience and for the brand, et cetera. So I think that that's like really, really neat. Yeah, exactly. And it's so funny because I'm like such a mood boarder. Like (laughs) I have so many mood boards. It's crazy. So like if we're like having a shoot with our photographer or videographer, like there's a mood board for that. If we have a (laughs) runway show, like I actually have like a physical mood board in my office right now that I like put together with like pictures from Pinterest and like just like different ideas. So it's all about the planning process and like brainstorming and being super intentional about that. So that's like one of my favorite things to do is just, you know, brainstorm and come up with some creative ideas. I feel like we could literally spend an entire episode about like unlocking like how your brain works and all the incredible creative things that you come up with. (laughs) We'll save that for another time. So if somebody is interested in either starting a line within some kind of niche that's passion, you know, passion, purpose driven for them, um, or even just being a part of the fashion industry, I guess, do you have any suggestions on just maybe taking a couple steps or, or areas to start learning to get into the field? Yeah. So like, I think what's so cool about the internet and social media now is there's so many different coaches and programs and courses out there. And I think the best thing you can do is invest in your education and 
also just like get experience in any way, shape or form. So, you know, for me, it was working, you know, New York Fashion Week and I went to LA Fashion Week and I got to meet some really cool people and make some awesome connections. And I think it's just about like, you know, meeting really cool people and like hearing their stories and like seeing how you can collaborate. I think the biggest piece of advice I could give to anybody in a networking situation is to never like be scared to ask. And, you know, there's people that I've met like from like just a first time basis where I like try and find ways for us to collaborate together. And I ask them, I'm like, would you be interested in collaborating or like doing this together? Or, you know, and I think people are always scared to kind of like put themselves out there and, you know, kind of see like how they could collaborate with particular people. But, you know, the more connections that you make and the more experience that you have in a particular area, you know, the more fruitful things will be for you whenever you decide to start a venture of your own. And I think for me, like being exposed to all these fashion shows and, you know, put in front of the right people, it definitely expanded my horizons when it came to starting my own brand. And it definitely leveraged me and got my foot in the door for a lot of the different efforts that we wanted to fulfill in Noah. So, you know, now we're doing these swim week shows and that probably wouldn't have been possible if like I wasn't exposed to that from the get go. And, I think that, you know, when it comes to fashion and business, there's so many people that have done these type of things before that will literally hold your hand and walk you through the process. And I think if you're wanting like an accelerated version of that, you know, coaching is a really, really great thing to invest in. And there's so many different coaches out there now. Like it's not just like your typical business coach. There's like fashion experts that are now coaches that, you know, teach you how to start your own fashion business and, you know, people that help you with sourcing and, you know, just, I think it's really incredible what people have been able to do and who they've been able to help. So even if it's not like investing like money into a coach or into a program, like do your own research online and, you know, read books and, um, watch YouTube videos, like just educate yourself in any way, shape, or form so that you can have the most effective innovation or business or line that you could possibly have. I think that answer is super valuable. Don't reinvent the wheel. People have done this before. Maybe you're venturing into mm -hmm. a new space. I think that it's important that you leverage those relationships. And yeah. just remember, too, at the end of the day with networking, it's all people like literally everything in the world that we have, like everything that you're looking around the room that like you're seeing is made. It's all people making that the software that literally you're listening to right now. So it's just something to kind of like take back some of that fear that might come up whenever you're like, oh, man, they've like accomplished so much. But chances are they probably want to share that and they want to instill that and leave a legacy and, you know, other people yeah. too, and help be able to say like, I helped that person do that. So, you know, yeah. I think that that's really important to remember as well. And I think a lot of people forget what collaboration actually means. Like, you're not just like getting help, like you're helping them too in some capacity. So I think it's really important to kind of put yourself out there and see what can happen. Because for me, like, I think for the longest time, I was always scared to ask for help or, you know, introduce myself to somebody. But in actuality, like, those are the people that have been like so supportive, like in this whole endeavor. And I think when it comes to the fashion industry, people have like this like perception that everybody's like really cutthroat and horrible. And I think that's probably <laughs> from like Hollywood, like Devil Wears Prada and things like that. But like I've met some of the nicest people in the fashion industry and everybody's just like had like a helping hand to like some capacity, every single person that I've met. And yeah, there's going to be like some like bad eggs, of course, <laughs> like in the industry. But like yeah, I have met some very, very successful and helpful and generous people just working in fashion. And it was really surprising, to be honest, just from like, you know, what we're told and, you know, just how society treats it. And, you know, you just have to like be comfortable, be yourself and just put yourself out there and not be fearful. Yeah. No, I think that that's great advice. Um, and speaking of, I guess, just on the topic of networking, um, your team being very fairly new to this space within the last two years um, got invited to none other than Miami Swim Week. And like you just said, DC Swim Week as well, which is huge. So if you're game, let's hear about it and that experience oh in that arena goodness. there. It was like one of the best weeks of my life. Like I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like it was just <laughs> like... A dream come true. Like I kept having to pinch myself because I was just, I don't know. Like I think 
I always really wanted to like start something that was bigger than myself. And I think at 25 years old, like I am like very incredibly like just like surprised by myself. And like, I am really proud of myself. And I think a lot of people have a hard time like admitting that. And they think they're like not being humble when they say things like that. But I think it's so important to like celebrate your own victories and like give yourself that validation. And being there was just like, it felt like Disney World to me (laughs) because every night there was like an event and like Wilhelmina, which is like one of the top modeling agencies in the world. Like they had an event one night and, you know, we hung out with all the models and like now they're like some of my like really good friends. And it was just like such a good time. And we actually, we didn't walk the runway at Miami. We kind of just wanted to like dip our toes in the sand and, you know, see what it was like. So just to see if next year that would be something we would be interested in. And we had a pop-up shop, our first pop-up shop ever, actually, because we're like solely e-commerce. It was at the SLS for their swim market pop-up. So I got to meet like some awesome like influencers and buyers, investors, and just like other designers that were there too. And we just met some super unique people that were just so willing to support our brand and have been like so great ever since. And I think, again, it just like goes back to like making those connections and putting your foot in the door and starting before you're ready. And, you know, I don't think like we had experience having a pop-up shop before, but we just decided to do it. We were like, let's just do it, you know? And it actually went so well. Like I couldn't imagine it to have gone any better. And just to say that, you know, we were at the SLS at a Miami Swim Week pop-up, like our first year of being in business, like how cool is that? And they only accept 25% of new designers. So it was just like a huge honor to like even like have our foot in the door in that capacity because, you know, it's definitely leveraged us in ways that, you know, I can't even begin to explain. Veronica, that is huge. And I'm so excited for you. And I know how hard that you work just on every and on with every hat that you wear. So that is fantastic to have that kind of affirmation and validation that what you're doing, people are noticing it and like it's going in a really good direction. Yeah. And of course, like imposter syndrome, like always seeps in. Like, I think that, you know, that goes for anybody. And there's people that I look up to and I'm like, sometimes I'm like, well, like I could be doing what they're doing and like, why am I not doing this differently or, you know, things like that. But you have to look at your life as this like ongoing project. Like where you are right now is not like where you're going to be. Like, it's not like this just climax that ends. Like you have so much growing to do and this isn't like your final destination. And, you know, it's just all about like really being present and enjoying every experience for how it is. Because if I look back on myself a year ago, I'm a completely different person business-wise. Like I've learned so much. I've grown from it. And like, I've just like expanded my whole mindset when it comes to like being a businesswoman. So. And that kind of circles back. And I think ties a good nod into what we were just talking about at the beginning of the conversation that like this opportunity came at the perfect time that it did and ventured into a whole new space of something Mm -hmm. that was really, you know, aligned with your purpose, your passions, et cetera. So I think that that's really cool. Yeah. And And that's why you can't be like, you have to be patient. Like you can't give up. Like just if you work really, really hard at something, like you can make it happen. And I'm like a firm believer in that. I am too. And I think that that's like half the battle really with just any kind of profession that you're going into is you having that drive and that fire, you know, in you to like really make a difference and make, make an impact. I mean, shoot, you've got a swim line that is literally helping with like building the coast on Louisiana and helping, you know, with pet rescue in Louisiana. I mean, like, how cool is that? Like what you're doing to get to do something that you're like so innately good at and talented with, but then to also like have this amazing, just like branch off of that, that goes into like a whole different space and helps in those areas as well. And even beyond, who knows who you'll partner with next, but yeah. I know, I know, I know. It's so exciting. And it's just, it really is a dream come true. Like, I'm just so like shocked. (laughs) This is my life. And I think, you know, it's important to kind of like have those like pinch me moments and to embrace them and be fully present. And I think, when it comes to people that are like hardworking and motivated and, you know, 
want to do like really cool things. Um, a lot of the times people are super futuristic and they're always looking for like the next outcome or like the next project or like what they could do better. And sometimes you just have to really embrace the moment and just be like super proud of where you are now. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Okay. Well, so just to tie everything up, since we're kind of hitting that inspirational moment, is there anything inspiring or any kind of like advice or last thought that you'd want to leave the audience in terms of just navigating this transition into adulthood and I guess living your purpose? I think my biggest piece of advice is in terms of social media. Like, I don't know if this is like a personal issue, but I I also think it's like a generational issue in a sense, because we are like so consumed with social media. And even though it does get this like negative connotation for like being toxic and like, you know, make sure that like you're not using it too much because like it will drain your energy, which I like I full heartedly believe. Um, I do think it should be used as a tool. And I do think it is a very positive thing. It helps you to connect with people that you wouldn't necessarily be able to connect to in like an organic way in the real world. Um, people that, you know, may- maybe have the same interests as you or doing the same things as you can be like a mentor, a guide, a support. And I think when it comes to social media, leverage it in the right ways. And um, at the same time, make sure that you're taking time away from it and that you're not like excessively scrolling and comparing yourself to what other people are doing. And it can really be draining us of like our creativity because what we're doing there is we're scrolling and we're seeing what other people are doing. We're comparing ourselves and it can really just cause a lot of like insecurities to creep in. And something that I started doing every single morning is I actually leave my phone in a different room at night and I can like hear it like from my bedroom, but I have my alarm set. I'll like turn off my alarm and I won't touch my phone for like the first hour of my day. I have that hour like specifically for myself. And then at night I try and put it away in that other room like an hour before I go to bed. And I think like creating clear boundaries with social media is so important. And when it comes to like being innovative and being a creative, it can be like such a source of power because when we take time away from screens, it's when we come up with our best ideas. And half of the ideas I came up with for Noah were going on like phoneless walks or like like sitting in a room by myself with no distractions or like meditating or like exercising. Like those were where I came up with like, honestly, I think some of our best ideas. And it's really important to like take time away from the screen, become innovative and just really like expand like your creative horizons and um, just like think of different ways that you can make what you're building unique. And, you know, the wheel has been invented, but why don't you make the wheel like turn a different way? You know, <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. I feel like that's a mic drop moment right there. But I am going <laughs> to expand on just one thing that you said that I thought was really impactful just to kind of like sum that up. Having that, that more intentional use for it as a tool from what you had just mentioned about like actually using it and leveraging it for the purpose of what it's supposed to be for instead of it having that kind of like mindless aspect where all of a sudden 30 minutes went by and you're like, what did I, what did I just watch? Like, what did I just do? And we're all guilty of it. Like it's something that we're definitely all guilty of, but you know, I think comparison is such like a robber of joy and you can't compare like your chapter one to somebody's like chapter 100. And whenever I first started my businesses, that was like, the thing that I struggled the most with and taking time away is like significantly helps me and has really like helped me become like a better person and also just like better business minded and, you know, just come up with some really fun ideas. So not that social media is a negative thing. It's just meant to be a tool and not your entire life. <laughs> no, I I could not agree more. And then the other thing that you had said that really stuck out to me was not having your phone in your like place of peace, like of rest, having that, that yeah. actual physical boundary and separation, I think is something that not enough people do and it's super important. And I think like Jay Shetty said this like recently, I was I was scrolling on my feed and I heard him say it. <laughs> okay. um, but he said something like you, 
you don't let a hundred people into your bedroom, like the first thing in the morning, but so many people oh, like that. open their phones and first thing that they click on is like their social media apps. And then it's like, you're just yeah. like exposed to all this stuff. And that is like, not the way to start your day. No. So I think that like, in terms of what you said, living more intentionally with that, it allows you to be so much more fulfilled in every single day and like limiting your capacity to it in whenever it's time to use it, use it for what it's supposed to be for. And then in other times, let it be walk outside, go for those like phoneless walks, do hobbies, et cetera. I think that that's great. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) You have to take care of yourself before you take care of everybody else. Yeah. And that's like one of my like life's biggest mottos and, you know, just taking care of yourself and, you know, everything else can align and come together after that. Absolutely. Well, Veronica, I feel like I could talk to you for like three more hours. (laughs) I know. I want to keep going. (laughs) (laughs) But we're going to wrap it up here. So just for any guests to learn any more about you or or to keep tabs on the exciting new product drops and lines coming for Noah, where can they find um, you and Noah? Yeah. So... uh, First and foremost, definitely look into our next nonprofit partner, Glass Half Full. They're doing amazing things. They're huge on TikTok. And then Fran, one of the co-founders, she has a TikTok and her handle is EcoFran. She is so fun. And they are always posting like their facility and all the fun things that they're doing. And, you know, they have some really awesome ways to donate and just really benefit their programs and projects. And secondly, our handle on Instagram and TikTok for Noah is Noah the Collective. So it's at NOA, the collective. Um, and you can shop our items at www.noahthecollective.com. And yeah, just stay tuned for our fun runway launch on September 2nd in Washington, D.C. Awesome. Okay. Well, so you heard it here, folks, but um, thank you just Veronica for everything. And like I said, I just, I mean, the value that you brought here, everything that you brought to this episode, I think it's definitely going to make such an impact and just waves on the audience and inspire those who have been interested within this space. And you actually gave them some like really tangible, actionable items to actually like move forward on maybe that dream that they've been holding in their heart to put it into motion. So for sure. Thank you so much. Sure. I wasn't I wasn't I'm not too far away from, you know, that point in my life. <laughs> so, you know, I was just there. So um, you know, I really think that just like kids and, you know, or like younger teens are like our future. And, you know, they're so innovative and technology is just like expanding so much. So I think, you know, whoever's listening, you're going to come up with some really, really cool ideas and I can't wait to see them. And anybody that's interested in starting their own clothing line or has questions about that, like feel free to reach out to me as well on, you know, my personal Instagram, which is at Veronica Julia. So that's at B E R O N I C A. D-R-O-U-L-I-A. But thank you so much for having me, Peyton. This has been so fun. I really don't want it to I end. I know. Um, oh, Veronica, it was so awesome. And thank you so much for being willing to be one of the first people on this show. I think, you know, it's just going to be an awesome kickoff to this whole initiative. And also we'll link everything um, that Veronica just mentioned to all of those pages in the show notes. So with that, Veronica, take care and thank you again. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening to The Careers Cast by Evolve. If you find the content in our show valuable, we'd love it if you would take a minute today to rate, review, subscribe, and share with your friends so that we can continue featuring our awesome guests and producing content that will enable you to own your life story. To learn more about the show, find more resources, or get involved with Evolve's growing community, visit www.evolve.me. That's A-V-O-L-V dot M-E. We appreciate you tuning in today. And we'll see you next time on the Careers Cast.